1: The other though had no such sympathies. I oh, hate it. Watch. I hate it. Together they joined forces to highlight the good, the bad, and the truly bizarre. This is see you next
0: week in space. All right. So we are now to the new year that is 2024. 20, four, four, four. New year, new life, new everything. And I must <laughs> say, for me personally, I couldn't be more thrilled than seeing the backside of 2023. It was a real, truly terrible, I think I might even Worth. argue one of the top worst years in my personal and professional life, if you can believe that. Wow. Um,
1: I would have to agree with a, a big exclamation point from my yeah. Own perspective.
0: Yeah. So we couldn't be more pleased that it <sighs> is the new year. <laughs> um, and I say this with a, quite a bit of concern because we are recording like, quite a while before actual. Yeah, we're new still year. in the shit. <laughs> I know. So, I've like, I'm very concerned I've somehow really doomed myself. <laughs> well, we got, um, about, we got
1: about 30 days. So, let's, right, right. let's be real careful. Let's
0: uh, so, I won't any say. Cracks. Right. I won't say any more than that. But, like for the purpose of when this podcast is being released, it's the new year, 2024. Big day, big, hopefully. Better year ahead for the oh two God. of us um, in twenty twenty four.
1: If it's worse, I quit. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what I'll say about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. If it's some- yeah. if it's somehow worse, if it's like kind of similarly bad, yikes. I mean, even that's pretty bad. But like, if it's worse, I will give up. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. That seems more than fair. More than fair. Um, I. I was about to say something that I think was going to doom us both, so I won't even okay, say okay. it. Um, okay. But, yeah. Positive I, vibes. I,
1: positive yeah, vibes. Yeah,
0: we're just thinking, moving forward, <laughs> striding ahead, assuming yep. that, like, we have left the, the bad stuff, the specific bad stuff of 2023 yeah. and years of the past. I think we can maybe hope... That those things won't happen again. Like the specific oh, confluence sake. of events. I think we, I feel safe saying those things are in the past. <laughs> like, yeah. It doesn't I mean think, there won't yeah. be other bad things that may come down the track. Um, yeah. But I think we can feel good about never having this kind of. Uh, We can just expect new
1: bad stuff.
0: (laughs) Correct. Yeah, and and isn't that a pleasure and a privilege to expect fun bad stuff? (laughs) Um, But before, so first of all, everyone, happy New Year! Um, And this is see you next week in space. I am Sarah Walsh, and I'm here with my sister and co-host Amy Walsh. And actually, before we talk about what we're going to talk about today, Amy, I thought um, as usual we might ask a bit of a question. To kick things off. I'm very
1: off. curious what your question was going to be based on what we
0: Yeah. Um, so my question is, we've done a lot of time loop things mm-hmm. at this point. It's a common trope. Mm-hmm. We've seen it a lot. Um, and my question is, what sort of time loop would you mm. like to be a part of? Like, we've, like...
1: <sighs> okay. I wasn't sure what your question was going to be. I was like, "Is she going to ask like Have I ever met a homicidal alien mm. robot man? Have I ever?" I'm a had guess. I'm guessing.
0: Eve? <laughs> I'm guessing that that the answer to that first question is no, as far as I know. Luckily, no. As bad
1: as 2023 was, that I did not run into. Correct. But, like, yeah. Okay. So no, as things. far Fine. as I
0: know, 2023 for us both. Bad as it was. I don't think either one of us interacted with a killer of any sort.
1: That's that's true. And if we did, we beat them, apparently. Yeah. But, yeah. like, so let, let me think, a time loop. Now, would you consider something akin to, like, Groundhog Day a time loop? Yes. Or is that something that different?
0: Is, okay. That is the time loop
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure if it had to be like shorter. I will say that if I were to do a time loop, if I were to be in one, I would prefer that the loop be a longer amount of time.
0: Mm-hmm. for example,
1: like we'll talk I guess we'll talk about like in this show, it's a very quick time loop, so there's, Correct. like uh, that feels stressful. I yes. mean, it's all pretty bad, I guess, but I wouldn't like. The, like the swift nature of what happens in this show this show we watched. So I would prefer something like a full day mm-hmm. that loops than like okay. just a couple of minutes or an hour or something. Um, so I guess something more akin to like the movie Groundhog Day. Okay. I suppose.
0: So I guess the follow-up question then is because in Groundhog Day The premise is that you get out of the loop when you learn how to do it right.
1: Yeah.
0: Is that also a component that you like? The kind of idea that you have to, like, learn something or be a better
1: person? No, I don't like being a better person, so.
0: Um, That seems hard, and I don't want to do it. That seems,
1: like, not very fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, I guess, I, I mean, if that's the only thing that brings you out of it, I guess, like, I, I mean, I feel like all of them, I mean, I guess this episode we watched is not that. A lot of time loop movies that I prefer, because I think they skew a little bit further away from, like, sci-fi, um, are ones where it's, like, a lesson-based thing. Yeah. Um... Well, and it's yeah, funny. I t- mean, I, I guess, I guess I would be okay with that. Like, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, if I become a better person, like, good for me.
0: Yeah. I mean, the other thing that I was just thinking about too was like, for so, for, so for pretty much all of the time loop movies and shows that we've talked about now, um, mm-hmm. I guess for them to work. At least one person in the loop has to know that the loop
1: is happening. Right. Because right, the, then you wouldn't learn anything.
0: Right. You just keep doing the same thing over and over again, more or less.
1: Um, I mean, and sometimes and, I feel like my life is that. Maybe I'm, supposed to be, <laughs> maybe I'm in one right now, and I'm supposed to be learning something that I'm not. Uh-oh.
0: Yikes. Don't say that. <laughs> Oh no! Uh
1: oh, that opened the can worms. Yeah. Okay, but now okay, but I'm curious what you what kind of time loop would you want to be in?
0: Um. Yeah. Cause I was thinking about this too. Because I think like on the one, I think my answer is I don't want to be in one. If there's a way to know, not well, be in know, one,
1: well, well, wait, then do I, I get would that like.
0: Choice? Sure, but like, cause I was thinking about it when you were saying like you would prefer it to be a day rather than, like, an hour or a couple minutes or whatever. Because, like, you didn't say it this way, but this was how I was picturing it as you were saying, which is, like, if it were a couple minutes or an hour or two hours, I think I would legitimately break into insanity really quickly. Um, Yes. Whereas the, the, the image, you know, of, like, If I had a whole day and just kept doing the day over and over again, I could probably, like, acclimatize to that to some degree.
1: Yeah. But the
0: thing is, is I remember specifically during the COVID times, (laughs) which we were actually talking about in our production call, um, I remember specifically saying to people via Zoom, I am in a bad version of Groundhog Day. Every day yeah. is the same as the one before. Yeah. And, well, like, it's, and it's I did big... not
1: thrive in no, that no, no, no. circumstance. Well, so, although, like... Of course. <clears throat> So I, but those I guess are particularly bad, boring days. You know what I mean? Like, well, sure. If you're reliving a day where you have to be inside all day and do nothing—that's like a real shit day to have to relive over and over again.
0: Yeah. So I guess my—I just don't know. I—I I mean, I think all what I'm saying is like, no, no matter the length of the time loop, eventually I would, my brain would start breaking. Oh, I agree. Um,
1: And I think that in a lot of the things we watch, that sort of does happen in a way. Yeah. I mean, they don't always get to that point, I guess, in shows, because the show can't be that long. But, um, like, if I could choose, also the other caveat to me would be, like, can I choose the day? Right. Because, you know, for example, like, if it was, like, today, I'd be, like, pretty bummed. And not to say, this, Thank <laughs> not to say so that Thank you so much. It's been no, no, such no, a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. No, no, no. It's not that. It's just like today I am sick and I, all, I only was outside for like an hour. Other than that, I'm just sitting in my apartment, like, you know, nothing that exciting, not really seeing another human. So like that, I'd rather not live over and over. Sure. You know, but if yeah. I could choose like.
0: Yeah, if I if there was a way for me to categorically rate, remember and rate all of my days and then be like yeah. this is it. This the is best the one. best yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I might be okay with it. Possibly. It's
1: still it still would probably get really old and it would probably ruin your favorite day, but still like that. Well, would be I my guess choice. that's
0: That's maybe that's the key is somehow you have a, you're able to pick your best day. So there's a certain amount of consciousness and awareness that you have in the selecting of the day. But then I would request if, if I'm also somehow getting to choose what day it is, then I'd be like, and make me not aware that it's happening over, like, let me just be in the day forever.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because if you're like, okay, I've done this. 365 times, it's no longer fun. It's no longer right. my favorite day. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, So yeah,
1: that's a good point.
0: But here, however, we have a very different uh, time loop set up, and we will talk about it. So, Amy, why don't you say to everyone what we're talking about uh, okay. for our New Year's episode.
1: So we are talking about an episode of Doctor Who. Um, I don't know if it there's many different iterations of the show. I don't know if this has like a... Anyway, Doctor Who. And the yeah. specific episode we are watching is called Eve of the... I forget how to pronounce this. Dalek or Dalek? Dalek. Dalek, um, which is um, season 13, episode 7, which originally aired New Year's Day of 2022. So just last year.
0: Indeed. Um so, I think we've actually done two other Doctor Who episodes in our various um, holiday season lead-ups. Um, we've done, in 2020, we did one of the more classic Christmas ones called Runaway Bride. And then mm-hmm. in 2021, we also did um, a Christmassy one, but also, it's I think it's kind of New Year's Eve-ish as well, called Voyage of the Damned. And... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I hadn't quite I'd, in those previous iterations we never I hadn't yet started doing the IMDB description so I will say that now the IMDB description of the most recent form of Doctor Who which mm-hmm. began in 2005 is as follows: the further adventures in time and space of the alien adventurer known as the doctor and his companions from planet Earth. Um, so we've talked. In previous versions, because we've talked about Doctor Who... I think this Doctor Who is the thing we've... Of TV shows, the thing we've talked about the most of anything. Interesting. Um, And I guess that makes sense because... There are a total of 872... Holy shit. um, Doctor Who installments. Um, And they're called installments because there's a variety of things that happen. um, Because the show began... In 1963, its first iteration. Um, And at that time, it was kind of short TV episodes. If I remember correctly on Wikipedia, it says there was something like at that time they were like 25 minutes long. Um, But then that show ran for quite a while. And then in between when that show ended and when this one picked up in 2005, there were also two feature length productions. Um, 1983's The Five Doctors, and a 1996 TV movie as well. Similarly, um, there were 12 Christmas specials across all of these years. And then four additional specials in 2009, 2010, and
1: 2013. Um, Damn, people can't get enough of this.
0: Yeah, so this is, and I think we said it the last time we talked about uh, this show, this is one of the longest-running and most beloved science fiction properties that exists. Um, Mm -hmm. So much so so that um, they even did in 1993, they did a two-part story called Dimensions in Time that was made in collaboration with another extremely long-running and beloved British TV show called East Enders. Okay. Um, and East Enders is a long-running soap opera that the BBC okay. creates. And so I guess they did like a soap opera crossover, um, That's funny. which I think... Doctor Who lends itself to that in a number of ways, and I think it could, probably could be quite good fun to have a look at that for those of you who might be interested. That is
1: interesting. Um,
0: and as the as you indicated, the Daleks are the central kind of um, plot device in this episode, and in fact, uh, the Daleks are some of the kind of are they they are the oldest villain in the Doctor Who kind of universe Mm -hmm. um, because they appeared in the show's second series in 1963. Uh, So this is something that is a long standing uh, opponent to the doctor. Um, Now just for kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Not transparency. Just for like our edification. The Daleks describe what you see when you see a Dalek in this show, if you can.
1: Oh, um, they did remind me of something, like, specific, but now I can't think of what that is. But they are basically, like, they are circular. hmm <laughs> Or spherical. I'm not really sure what you'd say. And... They have little, like, balls all over them, like, little. They're made of metal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and they have little arms that are weapons and, like, shoot. I don't know if it's, I don't know what it's supposed to be, a gun or, like, a blaster or something. hmm And they roll around, and they just basically look like Oh, you know what they kind of look like is a, a dumbed-down version of one of the uh, robots from Star Wars.
0: Oh, I see. Okay, like an R two D two sort of kind of looking like a robot. A, a, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's sort of the vibe they have, but much meaner. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to
0: say, in terms of their shape, I feel like they look like a salt and pepper shaker. Like a...
1: Oh, maybe that... You know what I mean? Because it's kind of like Mm -hmm. the
0: roundy top, and then the, like, it's not really a cone body exactly, but like...
1: Yeah.
0: You know, so they kind of look like that, Um, and they're quite... um, yeah, they're they're emblematic of the show. Um, now, what I learned, which I had not known previously, is that the Daleks uh, are actually um, what would I describe this as? Like a they're a cyborg, actually, which means that they have an organic component, so they aren't just simply robots. Um, right. They're, according to Wikipedia, the Daleks are Kaleds from the planet Skaro who have been mutated by the scientist Davros and housed in mechanical armor shells for mobility. The actual creatures resemble octopuses with large pronounced brains.
1: Well, at one point we do see like when when one of them kills a couple of them, you see that, like, weird little creature inside of it. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I I had not quite known that until, mm-hmm. like, I'd, I'd seen, because I've watched other Doctor Who kind of sporadically throughout time. So I had seen these yeah. little robots. I'd seen their kind of vibe. But I only this most recent time learned this fact that actually it's a cyborg where there's, like, a little body inside that is, like, controlling What is happening Mm -hmm. with the machine on the outside? I had not known that. So, yeah, it um, reminded
1: me of the alien in Men in Black when like that. Oh yeah, (laughs) that little, the the little little, little little tiny one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It also kind of reminded me of um, what's that thing from Teenage Ninja Turtles? Oh, Krang. Remember where it's like the brain that like is in like a, a little robotic suit sort of thing that it can control <laughs> and can't. walk around with
1: oh, I don't know if I remember that from the Ninja Turtles
0: yeah if you just look oh, up funny. Krang then you'll see what I'm talking about Krang spelled
1: K-R-A-N-G yes oh that's funny Um. um
0: oh I forgot because Krang yes because Krang has like not oh really oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen that before. It's wild. I had forgotten that Krang also sometimes is inside a thing that is looks a like a human, yeah, but he's oh. not. Like he's—I okay. think that's meant to be in some kind of an android that he's made. A disguise. Um, okay. Whoa. Yeah. I
1: don't think I knew about this character. Yeah,
0: it's wild. Yeah, that's funny. Um, so that's so so. Yeah, we know this is a thing that exists in the world of science fiction where um yeah. the the body of the given creature is um weak oh God, or lessened. I bet you can. T
1: shirt you you where it looks like he's inside of you.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Can that be my Christmas gift? <laughs> you want it? <laughs> uh I don't know. I'd have to look at it first, but do send me that like, link. I
1: feel like I feel like the shipping to Australia would be may like not way more be expensive. Yes, than it what may be
0: prohibitive. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so to me, but this I kind of I do kind of like this device, the idea that like the organic body of a given entity or creature or alien is somehow not particularly strong, but it's quite mm-hmm. smart. So it figures it can figure out a way to, like, enhance its... or, like, protect its kind of physical body and then create this, like, thing that's gonna... a conveyance that's gonna take it around. So, in terms of the cast for this particular episode, um, this is a kind of nice one because it doesn't have many people in it. Um, (laughs) And, in fact, like, while we, we... the Doctor has two companions with her in this episode. The companions don't really add much to the story, so I've decided to not uh, discuss them here. Uh, but they do no. exist um, okay. in in the broader, and they like they will be more meaningful in the actual like seasons of the show, not okay. in this particular special. Gotcha. Um, but let's start with the titular Doctor. Um, who famously is played by a 40-year-old Jodie Whittaker. Um, she is the first woman to play the Doctor in the series' is history thus far. Um, and she first appears as the Doctor in the Christmas 2017 episode. Um, she is the 13th Doctor. Um, wow. And that is, I think we've talked about this before in the context of the other Doctor Who episodes that we've done. But this was kind of perceived as controversial for two reasons. Um, The first is the more boring, annoying one that you would expect from the internet, which was many people, mostly men, didn't care for the fact that the Doctor was being played by a woman.
1: Shocking. Um,
0: Yeah. Um the other, I would say, a, a point of controversy that I think is more legitimate, let's say, um, is that at some point in this first iteration of the Doctor Who series, like the one that begins in the 60s, they very quickly had to recast the Doctor for whatever reason. And I I think if I remember correctly now, like the first guy who plays the doctor turned out to be, he ended up getting quite ill. And they were like, oh, well, Mm -hmm. the show is going well. We need a different guy to play this thing. Mm -hmm. And I think it was at that time, though I'm not 100% sure, um, where it sort of got brought into the canon of the show that the doctor reincarnates. As it like regenerates oh,
1: okay.
0: into different bodies, and so so okay. that was the first thing they were that's like, "Oh smart.
1: yes, that's a smart device." Especially, I mean, when you're dealing with uh, science fiction, especially, that's a great device to add in for yourself just in case. Right, <laughs> you right, might have exactly. New
0: coming exactly. In. Well, and especially in the context of British TV, where um, the, like. Part of the reason why I think Doctor Who has become sort of such a juggernaut is because most British TV doesn't really do much more than even, let's say, like four seasons of a thing. Um, Even when it's quite popular, it just isn't quite the way it's done. And it certainly isn't the way it was done at that time. So it lends itself to being like, we can have the longevity, which is kind of unusual, but it will still keep changing up because the actors will be different every so often, Yeah, you know? So, yeah. like, it kind of speaks to the, the how would I say, kind of the audience expectations in the UK that, like, you can't just have the same show for the next 40 years. Like, you have to <laughs> do something, which is fair enough. Um, so,
1: so early on, they build in... It, which also makes it such a smart... Uh, right I can see right it as well <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so they first build in the notion that the doctor regenerates mm-hmm. sometime later though i don't know exactly like which number doctor we get to before when this happens it's revealed that the doctor can only regenerate 11 times oh i i want to s- i think i can say this correctly yes that's right so basically what that means is if you have 11 regenerations you can have 12 doctors okay right cuz there's like the first guy doesn't regenerate the first guy just exists like is born basically
1: mm-hmm. and so
0: then then so there's guy number 1 and then 11 <laughs> regenerations makes for 12 doctors
1: mhm
0: you know what i mean yeah Okay, so that's where some of this controversy lies with Jodie Whittaker because she's the thirteenth Doctor.
1: Okay, okay.
0: So it's like what? But you said, and so, I, and to be <laughs> honest, to be honest, I tried to figure out how they had like retconned this so that she could have thir- so that there could be thirteen, and I genuinely didn't understand it. Um, but they did
1: come up with some type of experience. yes
0: yes okay. basically, as you'll see from the uh, thing I put on the outline, all I could really suss out and it's it's one of these things where I'm like I would have to watch other episodes I think to actually like see them explain this better um, but basically they kind of go back to doctor 11 and explain that he's like the result of a different kind of set of regenerations so she is the 13th doctor but there are still more regeneration possibilities to go
1: um okay i thought i thought they were going to do something i i was thinking they might do something lamer and be like well (laughs) she's a woman so this like starts the process over again it yeah no
0: so yeah and you could you could imagine that could be a thing because also I thought it was interesting to note that um, the and because similarly this show has had a lot of people involved as its showrunners and its writers and you know producers and what have you and so mm-hmm. the team that was working on the show in the eighties I guess starting in the early eighties there had been talk that they were going to have a female doctor. You know somewhere coming down the line, but for whatever reason, it didn't ever really happen. Um, yeah.
1: but because well, people didn't really like starting women until 2017, and even then, they didn't really like them, they yeah. Could it they just couldn't outwardly hate them the same way,
0: <laughs> yeah? Um, and but so, because of that, because it was already the idea that this might transpire as early as the 1980s, um they started seeding throughout the show the concept that the doctor is, you know, he's the doctor is part of a people called the time Lords and that all the time Lords have these regeneration processes in place. And then they even feature certain characters who go back and forth between genders over the course of their regenerations. And they've, and they also talk about like other doctors who are female, you know, like, so they've, They have seeded things over the years to, like, set up for this possibility. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, like, I'm like, I don't think a fair argument is to say the doctor simply can't be a woman. I'm like, no, the the mythology and the world allows for that to be possible. I do think it might be fair to say I don't really get this thing about the reincarnation rules and, yeah. you know, like, I'm not sure you're I buy into that.
1: that.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but for all that being said, I'm like, it's, you know, this is a show that your your options are when you're doing that kind of gatekeeping stuff. It's like, well, do you want to keep having this show or do you want it to end? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, these right. these are our options, right? Like, right. Um, and so I think most people who love the show would be like. I want it to keep going. So yeah, well, this is how it's people, going. <laughs> I'm sure
1: the people I'm sure the people who are questioning it are people who are into the show. Like I right, being right. someone who really knows nothing about it even having watched three episodes still was like I don't remember what the whole deal is with this world. But like I, I would be like, yeah sure, whatever. I don't know. I don't know the show. Sure. 13th, I don't know the I don't know the lore, but anyone who's really questioning that would obviously be pretty fully deep into the show right so and I
0: think as well my impression anyway is that because of the nature of how doctor who works people have their preferred doctors that they like you know and so because you because also if you know that they're going to change the doctor every so often you're like oh I don't care for that particular person's like take on it so I'll just wait until the next one (laughs) comes or like, I'll just go
1: back and I'll um, go back and watch my fifty episodes with the guy I do like you know right whatever.
0: absolutely and I'll, but like but it's the thing it's like oh i can I can step away from this property and wait yeah. until the next one who maybe suits me better shows a alo- shows up, you know like that's honestly mm-hmm. you can do that and this and the series allows for you to do that, and so you really wish.
1: From like a money perspective, I had come up with this concept. It's a great
0: I mean, it, it's funny. Now the more we talk about this, the more I'm like, this device has yeah. allowed for so many interesting cool things to it's happen. It's pretty
1: brilliant. And yeah. I'm not even I'm not even sure that not to like take away anybody's credit, but like I'm not quite sure. That the folks who origina- originally originally no, with it, they had no idea, even realized how no. mi- how much legs this had.
0: <laughs> no, I'm sure they didn't, because they were literally like, "Oh shit, our lead actor is struggling with a serious disease. <laughs> like, what can we yeah. do?" And so then they're like, "Oh, say something about how he just can turn into a different <laughs> person. That seems good." Covered it, covered it fine, like
1: yeah,
0: um, and, then, and then yeah,
1: soap operas came in and started doing the same thing without even doing the type <laughs> of like explanation. And yeah, I like, no, oh, okay,
0: yeah, no, and that's true too. I think that's a good point. Is like many, it's many a show where a character is recast and not a word is ever said about it. So. Yeah. Like the and that's where the shows are ostensibly happening in reality, you know. <laughs> like, Correct. Um, so yeah, I'm sure that the whoever in the writers' room pitched like, oh, let's just say this this is a thing that this guy can do. Um, that person prob- should be making a
1: bank right now. Yeah,
0: they probably had no. They genuinely would have had no idea the the way that would open things up. Yeah. And be and become a really central premise to the success yeah. of the show, right? Like, wow. um, so anyway, we've got Jodie Whittaker, very uh, talented actress, uh, who is already she has now done her last uh, appearances as the Doctor, um, sure. and is on to various other things. Um, the next character is a character called Sarah, um, played by a 38-year-old Eileen B, um, who is an Irish comedian, from what I could deduce, um, but she's also been kind of around in acting as well. Um, primarily, I'm, I guess I might have recognized her, though I didn't, to be honest. Um, she was in The Fall, um, which was that show with uh, Gillian Anderson and... God, what's that handsome guy's name? Jamie something. Um, the guy who's in Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh. That Irish actor. You know who I'm talking about?
1: I kind of can picture him, but I don't know. I don't Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't really. I don't remember that. his last name at the moment. But I, the um, only Jamie I'm thinking of is Jamie Oliver, and I know
0: that's not no. That name. is definitely not who I'm talking about. <laughs> Um, but she has some upcoming things as well, so we'll probably see more of her as time goes by.
1: Jamie German. Um,
0: oh, yes. Thank you. Um, yeah. And then finally, we have the character Nick, played by a Johnny Salmon. Um, not sure how old he is. It doesn't say anywhere. Um, he he seems quite new, at least to the acting world, um, because his first credit is in 2018. Um, I liked him. Yeah, I thought he was really good. And then this, this episode is his fourth credit, so he's really oh, wow. quite new. Um, and like, it looks like he's in a new version of a series that he's also in in 2018. The series is called Dreaming Whilst Black, and mm. I think that's actively taping at the moment. So we may, again, with him as well, see more of him as time goes by.
1: Okay. Now, I have a quick question that's sure. like not really about this show, but is about this show. Okay. And you don't, you don't have to answer if you don't want it. If it's too personal, I'll just ask you offline. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was noticing it watching this show. <laughs> do you find living somewhere where the majority of people have a different accent than you,
0: mm-hmm. do you
1: find that that accent... <laughs> tricks you into thinking they're more attractive than they may be had they not had that accent.
0: Oh, I see. Um, so what you're asking me is, do I just think that anyone with an Australian accent, like I just find it's them like, maybe by like... by
1: default cuter.
0: Yeah, like they're 5% cuter just because... Yeah. Of that. Whereas if I saw that person and then they had an irritating accent that just sounded like me, I'd be like, you're boring, gross, get out of here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I think I'm safe to say that objectively, pretty much everyone in the world finds most accents attractive or interesting in some capacity. Okay. Um, if we didn't, no one would ever talk about it, but people talk about it all I the guess time. So, so, I guess so. you know, um, people even have preferences for which accents they think are more attractive and which are more oh, well, off putting,
1: you know? Like, oh, I mean, and, and I, and I sort of think that that's like objectively true. I mean, I think there are like objectively bad accents. Sure. No offense. Um No offense, Boston, but like objectively <laughs> pretty bad. Our ver- our very own
0: home state. Um although I I have a fondness for the Boston accent. Um
1: I do too, but it's really pretty bad. But it yeah. is, yeah,
0: yeah. Um but as for me personally, um I think at this point I'm so used to the Australian accent it. that it doesn't yeah. affect me in the same way as it has done, like it would have done when I first arrived here, right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. At this point, I'm like, I don't think I have any like accent goggles on. That suggests
1: that I'm like, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. That's totally what it is because I was watching this show, being like, everyone's so cute, like they're sure. just all cute, yeah. and then yeah. I'm like are they really or are they just like talk cute? Are
0: like, they just British? Are they cute or yeah, are
1: they British? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the show.
0: Um, and in Sarah's case, she's Irish so she's even got like even that cuter. going on as well. Even. Yeah.
1: For that's sure. even cuter because if, the, le- the less I can understand you, the cuter.
0: <laughs> well, of course because then you could be saying something horrible and you're like, I don't know what you're talking about don't about the alt-right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're fully speaking a different language and it's so cute
0: yeah exactly exactly so no I mean I do think there's a bit of that at play always when it comes to anything yeah. you watch that's in like a British accent thing or like yeah. a and it's just it's built in
1: they're, auto- um, they're automatically smarter sounding even like the people who are supposed to have like more, like, quote-unquote, lower-class accents, like... Right, right. ...sound smarter to me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Just a a query.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's funny, too, because, like, I feel... Because I do like to watch a lot of British TV, but it comes and goes. I'm not watching as much of it now as I have at different other points in my life. But, like, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: what I will say, I do feel like what we're seeing a lot more now in British TV is a broader depiction of what Britishness sounds like and looks like mm. and acts like like, mm. and so, yeah, cause a lot of the stuff I'm watching now, first of all, there's a, there's a shocking amount of Irish people in British TV now in a way that mm. I feel like I, I'm not used to seeing. Um, mm. and, and, and I don't know if this is a correlation. So my sincere apologies, Irish people, um, there's also, like, a lot broader scope for showing people of varying classes. Uh, not just, like, yeah, there are different accents of the different classes, but, like, the behaviors and, you mm, know, like just, like, the, the true diversity that is the United Kingdom, as it should be, because there's a lot of different types of people there. Um, yeah. But even this one kind of gets me to this place where I'm like, so Sarah owns this self storage place in Manchester
1: she's getting oh, see, a call oh, wow. oh, for, she's getting more out of it than me because I didn't she's I, I don't think I got all of that
0: yeah well because and then she's getting a call from her mom and her mom is like no I don't know I got a vibe off her mom where I was like are these sort of trashy people like um her and mom so seemed a little
1: trashy I will yeah agree with that.
0: and so anyway it was just kind of a fun. Funny sort of thing. I'm like, yeah. oh, I think I think British TV is trying to move Write away, f- like move away from especially the stuff that we're able to access now. Maybe it's more a matter of access than it is that anything's changed. Yeah. But like, you know,
1: in the stuff my that earl- gets over here is more of the like, yeah upper
0: crusty, right? Exactly, yeah. and I'm like, I just feel like I'm seeing a lot more broad spectrum coverage and like different types of people being in shows that are British shows that are sent out into the world as uniquely British shows, right? Like, yeah. The, those seem to be changing and changing the idea. Not that, like, I still think all the accents are attractive. And to be honest, I can't tell the difference between what's a lower class one and an upper crust one to, for the most part, unless I mean, it's it, really egregious. Like, wait, 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 unless they're, um, like,
1: side by side. Like, right. Honestly, like, I've had to ask people before. I'm like, is this a British accent or is this something else completely? Like there's these two guys on a podcast that I've watched before and I literally have had to be like, are they Australian? Or are they... Sure, yeah. Are they this a different kind of British accent I have not heard? And I like sent it to mom once and she's like, oh, they're like... Uh, I think she was saying they're like South London or mm. whatever, what's, what is considered a little bit more lower class, whatever sure. that means.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I think like... And that's also what this episode kind of encapsulates as well because Nick is black, Sarah is Irish, you know, like there's a lot more, um, the doctor's friends are like an older guy and like a woman who appears to be about her age who looks like she's like South Asian or Indian Mm -hmm. heritage or something, you know, like... So, all of that.
1: much more diverse than I've ever seen on a specific, I don't watch a lot of British stuff, but like, even specifically on other Doctor Who episodes we've watched.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, So, we drop into this world where Sarah, as I said, at some point we learn this about her, that she owns this self-storage place. Mm. And we drop into the story where she's on the phone leaving a heated voicemail for, I guess, her coworker or employee named Jeff. I didn't,
1: I didn't get that. I thought this whole, because like they, they continue to talk about Jeff like the entire episode. Yeah. And I thought he was a tenant. I don't know what you call it, like someone who has a storage space. I thought that was like well what he was.
0: I mean he clearly that's I, that's one of the running gags of the show is that he's been storing all of his like contraband yeah. stuff in the exactly. self storage place but I think he's a coworker. He like works uh, for Sarah or with Sarah. Okay. And has been sneaking in this stuff because Nick comes in to store his weird monopoly game that he has <laughs> and she says to him that he's her only customer. So oh. my impression, or what oh. I thought was happening, was like the self storage stay afloat. I know, I know. That's the thing. It's like the self storage business is failing, <laughs> yeah. And as as fewer and fewer people are putting their stuff in there, Jeff is just filling it up with his stuff.
1: Oh, mm, that's okay.
0: what I understood okay. to be the case. But Nick still is co- showing up, and he it's shows still up a monopoly game, and he seems mm-hmm. to show up. Every New Year's Eve, which is a very weird time um, to show up. I also don't know why this storage place is open beyond 11 p.m. on New Year's Eve. Um, Well, she seemed...
1: Well, what's weird to me about why I didn't get the vibe of her being the owner is that she seemed very pissed about being there. Right. Um, She didn't have to be there. Yeah. Like, if you're the owner, be like, we're fucking closed, bitch. Like or
0: like at this stage, as someone who has sh- like stored her fair share of belongings, most of those <laughs> places are like twenty four hour. You get a key, and yeah. it's auto- and it's all automated anyway. So yeah. like you don't need to interact very with weird. anyone. Yeah, um, very strange. Yes, but nonetheless, this is where we st- we lay our scene. Is this very weird old self storage place? <laughs> Meanwhile, in the TARDIS, which is the doctor's spaceship, um, something's going wrong and the doctor is trying to fix it and the doctor is saying to her friends that, like, they're getting ready to go and have a beach vacation where, like, I didn't totally get it, but effectively, like, the TARDIS is being reset and then needs some time to, like, relax. So they're like, oh, we'll just go to the beach while we wait for the TARDIS to like restart, and then that will be what we're doing. Even
1: unfortunately, the get a vacation. Yeah,
0: we all need a break over the New Year. Um, <laughs> now, unfortunately, rather than ending up on the beach where they were supposed to be, they end up in the basement of a self-storage place in Manchester. Um, that's which <laughs> is a real fucking letdown. Let's be honest. Yeah, that is... like. like
1: that is- that is quite the come down.
0: If you're like, oh, I can't wait to be in the Caribbean, sipping a drink on the water and watching <laughs> the breeze flo- blow by and feel it in my hair. And then you're like, wait, where are we? What
1: the fuck is this?
0: Self-storage basement in Manchester? Horrifying.
1: This couldn't
0: be worse. This could not <laughs> yeah. be worse.
1: It's literally, um,
0: really bad. And unfortunately, upon that's already bad. That's a real harshing your vibe sort of situation. And then, unfortunately, the doctor's little like device indicates that there's a temporal disruption in the building. Um, meanwhile, upstairs, Nick's putting his Monopoly game on a shelf with a name and a date uh, like associated with it. Um, and a Dalek shows up and kills him right away. In the office, Sarah gets a call from her mom, and her mom is saying, I'm wishing you a happy New Year's now because I don't want to call at midnight because then the phones will be too busy and we won't get to speak. Um, Okay,
1: real quick about that. Um... Maybe they're doing it because, like, the mom's old and she doesn't know how phones work, but I don't think that's how that works.
0: No, and Sarah even says that repeatedly to her mom. She's like, (laughs) Mom, that's not how that works. You can call me at any time.
1: (laughs) Also, I will say, in terms of the texts she gets, I know people send their fair share of, like, Happy New Year's texts, like, for no good reason, but, like... She has a lot of fucking friends because I know. She's a lot well, of texts. she kept
0: getting a lot of texts. And I was also like, if you've got all these friends, why aren't you hanging out with them? Why are you at this storage place seeming miserable? It's curious. Yeah, when, it's in curious. fact, you've got this whole, like, other thing, seemingly these other things you could be doing. These
1: other options, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, like, you could you could be as easily being irritated by a call from your mom at a party. Like, you could do that. Yeah, like, what absolutely. is this? Especially if she
1: owns the dang place. I know. That really changes it for me.
0: I know. Um, and this is a real come down for her as well. So no sooner does she hang up with her mom than a Dalek comes out of the elevator and kills her. Um... The doctor and companions then arrive also in the office only to kind of encounter this Dalek and ask why it's there. Um, And the Dalek basically, at this point, doesn't super reveal anything beyond its desire to kill the doctor, um, which it does um, along with her companions. Um, And that is the cold open. Uh, We get the credits. We see that this episode is called Eve of the Daleks. And when we come back from the credits, we have begun the first time loop. Um, Sarah looks at her phone so that we can learn that the time is now 1152. Um... And I don't totally know because I was having trouble following the logic of what starts happening with these time loops. But I think from that we are meant to infer that when we as the audience come into this show, it probably isn't much. It's probably like like when we very first see Sarah on the phone giving that voicemail, I would say it can't be much earlier than 11.45 p.m. Right. Yeah. Um, and... But then the time loop begins at 11.52. Um, yeah. At this time, Nick and Sarah repeat their conversation in the office. Meanwhile, down in the basement, the doctor and her friends are arriving to discover that they are not at the beach, but instead in a basement in Manchester. Um... When Nick is trying to put away his game this time, he has a strange sense of deja vu and then decides he's going to go and help Sarah Um, down in the office. Sarah similarly experiences a deja vu um, and discovers that there is a force field blocking the entrance, or I guess I should say the 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 exit from the storage place. Um, she then starts kind of running away in a different direction. Nick then comes out of a different door, um, to see Sarah on the CCTV of the storage place. Um, she's running away. The Dalek comes into the office and kills Nick.
1: Um, As are real asshole's.
0: Yeah, I mean, they they are singular-minded in their purpose, I will say that.
1: They just they um, aren't even at all provoked, and they're just like, exterminate. Yeah, well,
0: and I found I didn't like their voice. Like, I didn't like the voice, because it was like, something about it was like, really grating, or like, it really was like, yeah, something, it made me, it put my teeth like, Hmm. Like, it it felt like when somebody scrapes their nails across a chalkboard or something. Like, I really didn't like how they sounded. Um, Especially when they're yelling,
1: exterminate!
0: Um, I didn't like it. Did you like how they
1: showed, every time someone died, they showed their skeleton?
0: (laughs) I did kind of like that. I will say that was kind of fun. Um, This is, Sarah then, when she's running away, finds, again, a whole wing of storage units full of Jeff's stuff. Um, and this is now reminding me, Have we, I think we've talked about this before, how just the name Jeff seems to indicate a problem.
1: Uh, <laughs> that is, I did we talk about this? I, maybe we said it like literally last week. I can't remember, but I, 100%. I don't think I've... <laughs> I'm trying to think of like any Jeff. I forget. I know. Because I, I, like I
0: know. I know we talked about this recently. I just can't remember in which the guy,
1: context. Was, was the guy. <laughs> was the guy. What was. Oh no. His name was Hokey. I was trying to remember. Yes. His name was Jeff in the most recent thing we watched. But yeah. I stand by whatever it was that we said. Like if they're named Jeff, that's like strike one. Yeah, Um, there's
0: something weird. I don't know why. And I wish I could remember which, like, who we were talking
1: about then. Um, And you know what I will say, too, which is, this is going to sound, like, super strange. And I feel like I've even, like, I feel like I even watched a video about this recently where someone else was saying the same thing about this name. But they were (laughs) saying, too, they were saying, too, like, but if it's spelled G-E-O-F-F, I'm not as mad. But if it's spelled J-E-F-F. Now definitely. that's
0: funny because I.
1: You feel the opposite.
0: I feel the opposite. If someone is Geo Double
1: mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: <laughs> I don't like that.
0: <laughs> well, it's I more I,
1: pretentious. I... It's definitely more pretentious, but I feel like they could be a little bit more upper crust. I don't know. Well, sure, I don't know. It's, sure. But, well, okay, well, you know what's even worse than that? J E P H. Oh, God. That's the worst. No. Who even... D- oh, I what? know. I know people who spell it like that. Oh, God. Ugh. Anyway, I don't really... And I'm not close with anyone named Jeff, so I think I feel confident saying I don't like anyone named <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I don't think I've ever met a Jeff where I'm like, yeah, you're cool. Yeah. I don't Literally. know what it is,
0: man. I don't know what it is. Um... I I sim, maybe that's part of what it is, you know, right? It's like it's a name that like seems common, right? Like you're like Jeff. Yeah, yeah. everyone knows a uh, Jeff and that's probably yeah. true. But it's not that common actually. And so yeah. you know, it's like one of those things too of like does the does the name create a person who is weird or you know, like, if you decide you're going to name your kid Jeff, is that just like setting them up to be weird?
1: Yeah. Probably. I don't know. And okay. <coughs> Sorry. Here's my other part of the question. If they go by Jeffrey. Oh, God. Wait, I just, I just thought of someone I know. Yes, named Jeff. of course bad. you do. Of course you do. <laughs> I just thought of it when I said Jeffrey, because I realized he goes by Jeffrey. Um. Which I gotta I think, say... Is that all, all worse of, for you?
0: It's worse. It's worse. Okay.
1: I feel like it's better for me. I feel like Jeffrey feels more respectable. Here's the other thing I'll say. If they go by a nickname, if they go by Jay instead, I'm okay with that. Too. I would
0: prefer that. I think that's... That's the... That's... We've now determined the most reliable get out of Jeff <laughs> Free. Um... Issue. Just say, call me Jay. (laughs) I prefer that. Do that instead. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Sarah finds this whole pile of crap that Jeff has been secretly storing at the storage place. She gets a call from her mom again, and unfortunately, the Dalek shows up and kills Sarah again. Um. (sighs) We return to the office. The time loop um, has reset, and Nick and Sarah realize that they've both been killed twice. Um, that's the a crazy Dalek, realization to have. Yeah. I know they get to the deja vu part really fast, but I guess it's a TV show, so they have to. And they um, accept it
1: really fast too. But yes, the they have
0: story. no. There is no. Problem in their minds with accepting it. I've been told
1: twice about you. Yeah, me too. Weird.
0: Okay. I know. Um, No sooner do they have this kind of realization than the Dalek shows up again, um, only to tell them that, that basically there's a temporal distortion. And he, and the, I, well, the Dalek doesn't have a he. Dalek uh, kills them both. I have both. a kind
1: of he energy, though, I'm not going to
0: When someone is, like, just randomly straight up out of nowhere a murderer and wants to kill me for seemingly no reason at all, I do ascribe a masculinity to that, I suppose.
1: Uh, like hundred <laughs> percent. And if you want to say that that's, like, profiling or something... Cancel me. I don't know, but 100%. (laughs) Um, Needless to say, this,
0: again, sets off a new time reset. The loop comes back. It's now, I think, 11.53. I can't remember if you actually... Oh, yeah, maybe it shows it.
1: I think they show that.
0: Um, And Sarah is back in the office, and she sees the Dalek coming for her on the CCTV uh, that's there. So now there's a whole s- series of, like, where, yeah, as you'll see here, I'm just, like, everyone just starts running around the building to various places. It's unclear to me what they intend to
1: do as a result of this running around. Um, I-, I mean, I'll be honest, though. That's kind of real because, like, if I realized okay, I'm in a time loop. I'm also in this, like, weird-ass storage building, and I keep getting killed every time. I think I'd probably start running aimlessly, too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, probably it's a natural reaction, because you also can't escape. So, like, that's part of the problem. Yeah. Um, When we return back, we're in one of the weird hallways of this place. Nick and Sarah run into each other, and then they're kind of discussing how these time loops keep happening. This is when the doctor and her companions run into them as well. Um, and Sarah asks the doctor what's going on, that they've died twice so far. Um, but nobody knows why the Dalek is there and why it is so hellbent on killing them all. Um, this is like the first time basically where they all speak together as a team and want to work together to figure out, What's happening? Um, They're having this discussion in Nick's storage unit um, where he reveals that he has this storage unit full of random stuff because it is items that his ex-girlfriends have left at his house, and he's saving them in case these women return,
1: I guess. Whoa. Okay, I missed that reveal. Yeah rough. <laughs>
0: mm. Well, and especially cause like, th- like it's the kind of thing where like the group is like talking, talking, talking. And then all of a sudden, like everyone kind of goes quiet and is like, Nick, why do you have all this stuff? And why does it say like names and dates next to it? Wow. Like, um, mm-hmm. and that's when he's like, Oh yeah, this is like, the stuff I've kept from, and so then they, so of course, then all the women in the group are like, um, you, these women are alive. One of them says these women are alive, right? (laughs) (laughs) Great question. And he's like, of course they are, of course they are. And then Sarah's like, okay, so you're just fucking weird then. Um, why would you save all this crap? Why do you keep coming on New Year's Eve? She gets very upset. Um, And basically kind of lays into Nick and says, you're just like this kind of useless example of humanity. Um, To which then Nick's kind of response is that um, when the Dalek comes and finds them, Nick just goes right into the hallway to be killed. Um, I guess he thinks that what he's doing is offering some kind of distraction that would allow the rest of them to run away um Mm -hmm. but that doesn't really prove to be true um Sarah's mom calls again uh then Sarah tells the doctor that Jeff's various storage units are upstairs and there is stuff in there that could be used potentially against the Dalek um This is also when the doctor finally figures out that not only are time loops happening, but they keep shortening by a minute Mm. each time. Um, And basically what the doctor recommends is that they need to um, behave unpredictably because the Daleks are, I guess, capable of running... Various like calculations or scenarios or whatever you'd call it, and so they know like how to predict what might happen so that they can kill everyone. Um, that's rough, that's hard to combat, indeed. So, so like, basically, if I understood this correctly, what the doctor is saying is that she's like, um the way to combat against the Daleks' ability to predict is for us to just, like, act super chaotically. Um, and that will mean that the time that they spend figuring out what we're doing will be time not spent in actually killing us. So, so basically what she's gearing them up for is, like, the next time, in the next time loop, we have, we have, we know what we're doing straight away. Mm -hmm. Um... Which does seem to happen, sort of, because when they reset, it's now 1154, Sarah, who's in her office, uh, starts running immediately um, in the elevator. The doctor's talking to her companions and says, basically, like, if they can survive uh, to the end of the time loop, then mm-hmm. they'll be able to get out of the time loop. Um hmm. so basically I, I understand what that
1: means, but
0: I wasn't sure I got it either, to be honest. I was like, um, well, because I guess what it is is like the time loop always ends just before midnight.
1: Mm.
0: And so if they can survive to just after midnight, then that will end the time loop. Okay. That's how I interpret what was being said here. Um, Unfortunately, the possibility of surviving beyond midnight has gotten more difficult because as the doctor has been giving advice to this whole group of people, um, it has made an impact on what the Daleks are simultaneously calculating. So now there are two Daleks roaming around through the storage space um, so that they can keep hunting these people in the loop. Um, Mm. Which is rough. Um, Down in the basement, Sarah and Nick find the TARDIS as well as a bunch of Nick's secret stuff. Or sorry, not Nick's secret stuff. Jeff's secret stuff that he's not supposed to have in the storage space um Sarah and Nick have a sweet moment here where uh Nick reveals that uh he has been trying to save her life in the various time loops um but she then reveals that she has not been doing the same for him um so that's that uh she then asks him why he is always coming to the storage space on New Year's Eve. Um, and unsurprisingly, he's like, I keep coming here because I like you um, and I have liked you for a long time. Um, and no sooner is this nice information shared, but a Dalek comes and kills them both. Um, So that's unfortunate. Um, When the time loop resets again, uh, the Dalek, one of the Daleks, explains to the Doctor that the reason this time loop exists is um, because, in part anyway, these Daleks have been tasked with executing the Doctor. Because she's killed a bunch of Daleks in some previous episodes. So this is like her punishment for that behavior. Everyone gets killed again. The time loop resets. It's now 11.55 p.m. They're back in the office. Everyone is now in there together. And Sarah apologizes to the doctor and her friends um, because... She basically didn't participate in the plan as it was supposed to be the last time. Um, So Sarah apologizes about not participating in the plan, the previous loop. But as she's apologizing, she realizes that Nick is not with them. Um, And that they have to save Nick because now, like... The time loop is pushing forward such that Nick always, I guess, has always died at 11.57. So when the time loop resets again at 11.57, he will already be dead.
1: Mm. That's a conundrum.
0: Yeah, or maybe 11.56. I wasn't sure exactly, but basically what she was saying yeah. is that if... Yeah, I guess it's it's about the same as what the doctor was saying, which is, like, you need to be able to survive to a certain point to get out of the loop. In this case, because the loop is tightening and tightening each time, if you can't survive beyond a certain point in it, then when the loop fully shuts, you will be dead. That's kind of my understanding of what's happening here. So... She's like, so I have to go save him because he's revealed he's tried to save me a number of times, and, you know, I don't want him to die in this loop. Um, But instead, the doctor's like, okay, that actually makes sense, and you're totally right, but, like, I'll go save Nick. You guys go do this other stuff. And so everyone's like, okay, great. Um, Meanwhile, Nick, who is upstairs in the hallway near his storage unit, is encountered by two Daleks, um, which he manages to
1: survive
0: by ducking when they shoot, and then they shoot each other instead.
1: I mean, it's a pretty simple solution, but hey.
0: I'm pretty... I mean, it's impressive either way to have at least some cool-headed reasoning at some point. Um, Then, now with everyone seemingly having the possibility of survival, um, they return to the office to make a plan for the next loop. Um, Specifically, the doctor is like, Sarah, will your mom, can you get your mom to call at 10 seconds to midnight? And Sarah's like, she will refuse to do that because she always does her calls a few minutes before midnight because she's convinced all the lines will be down. Um, to which the doctor looks at her in puzzlement, and Sarah's basically like, I genuinely can't explain this to you. <laughs> like, um, but they, this will be an important component to the plan that they're starting to cook up. And I guess we can infer that the plan seems like it's working because now there are three Daleks who are on site because whatever they're doing is messing up their their calculations. Um, so the three Daleks kill them all, and the time loop is now reset to eleven fifty six. Okay, so yeah, that explains it. Nick never survives beyond eleven fifty six in any of the okay. loops. So that's why that time they had to save him. Okay. Um, at this point, we now see a variety of the characters get killed again, like a number of times. Um, and then we return down to the basement where the doctor has now found a stockpile of fireworks that Jeff has brought in to the storage space illegally. Um, and I say illegally because in one of the opening epi- in the opening scene, we learn, because Sarah says so, that there are certain items that are prohibited from being stored in the storage space and fireworks is one. Um, And so basically what now is going to be happening is that uh, the doctor and these various other players have devised a decoy plan that they will be, some of them will be pursuing this decoy plan to trick the Daleks while other members of the group will be doing the like, you know, real plan and that's what will allow them to survive. Um, everyone gets killed again. The reset has now happened. It's eleven fifty-eight. Everyone gets killed again. They have one last oh, chance to go through. Um, uh, in the office, Sarah tells her mom to call her at exactly ten seconds before midnight, and her mom is like, that's "I don't r- stressful." I know. <laughs> I like. Even aside from like this mom being a little bit irritating, I would, I would be struggling with that myself to be like, what do you mean exactly 10 seconds before no, midnight? I would like, need a
1: lot more explanation when as do, to why and like, it, and like, do you mean, like, I, will I die?
0: you want me to like, literally like press the button to the call button at 10 seconds, or you want the call to go through at 10 seconds? Like when,
1: exactly when am like I
0: doing I mean. this?
1: <laughs> I would be stressed. I would be stressed about, like, the exactness of
0: it. Yeah. Um, Down in the basement, because basically what they've decided to do is use Sarah's phone. I think this is what I understand. They're using Sarah's phone as a detonator for the bomb Mm -hmm. that they've set up Mm -hmm. that is going to blow up the building and allow them to have a distraction to leave the building and blow up the Daleks in the building. Which is indeed what transpires. The Daleks come down into the basement, they think they found the doctor holed up amongst a big set of boxes of fireworks. Um, Mm -hmm. Which I must say, if I were a Dalek and I see just a big pile of fireworks and I think someone is hiding behind a box of fireworks,
1: um, I'd be careful About that, it also sort of flies in the face of what we've learned about the Daleks, to be quite honest. And I'm not one to like nitpick, but we're saying these are very intelligent beings. Right, that doesn't seem intelligent to me.
0: Right, and also the like if they were to, because I think what sets off, what actually sets off the explosion, is that they shoot into the fireworks themselves and that creates the explosion that oh, allows. Wow. And I'm like, what What entity doesn't know that you probably don't shoot a ray gun into a pile of flammable materials? Like,
1: right.
0: that right. I don't really right. understand, but... Mm -hmm. It does work. That is the plan, and it works. Um, The whole storage space goes up in flames, but like fun flames because it's still fireworks. Um, (laughs) That's true. And they all watch all the people who have been in the time loop run outside. They're able to watch this whole display. Um, The doctor and her friends head off in the TARDIS for further adventures. And I don't know if this is meant to be like a week later or a day later or what, but now um, Sarah and Nick are getting into a taxi to go to the airport to go on an international trip together. Um, And that is the end of the show and I think they even say something like, oh, this is going to be kind of a crazy second date. And I'm like, so. They the might f- even say
1: first date. Yeah. Like, well, I can't remember.
0: Well, because I'm like, either way, whether it's a first second. or second date, that means, like, if you call it a second date, that means your first date was during a time loop thing in which you were killed multiple times and traumatized. So it's like trauma I mean, bond. I think that
1: uh, big time, big time. And then, but, I mean, to be fair, he did say he liked her before this time loop. Well, he
0: liked her, but she didn't even know he existed.
1: That's true. Well, she was a little bit rude. Let's be yes. real. Yes. Like, yes. And and this time loop, I would say if anybody learned anything about yes. themselves, so I the think time loop, she was that one.
0: Yes, I think you're right. She's the one who's like doing the Bill Murray style, <laughs> learning that she needs to be nicer. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of story arc. I think that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. I'll say this. I personally think that even if you've had the best first date on record of human history
1: probably you're not so an international trip on the second date?
0: Probably not. No.
1: Hmm.
0: And I'll the only you're rigid. The only caveat I can think of to that rule is if you live in a place where it's easy to go to another country like many parts of Europe like various parts right, like it of the U.S. or North America right like if if you're like in Buffalo and you want to go over to the Niagara Canada mm-hmm. side like I guess that's okay that's a drive like sure. whatever <laughs> but like sure. um you can go there for a couple hours if you want um sure but whatever they're doing, whatever they're undertaking seems quite a bit more than that. than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I that all I can say is it would make me uncomfortable. But again, I'm single and alone. So what do I know about...
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, but you're also, you're single and alone and alive. True. And I would be concerned that and this is maybe a very dark take other than it just like going poorly is like you could be killed
0: true yes <laughs> but i guess they don't have those fears cuz they were already killed multiple times anyway so that's true that so they ta- that fear is gone that fear is taken away for them
1: and it's been proven that he will try to save her if she that's is that's true
0: that's she true be killed yeah
1: so she may
0: maybe. she may find that she doesn't like him romantically but he has already proven that he is not a danger or a threat. He will
1: at least so, keep her from getting murdered or <laughs> he will try.
0: That seems okay then I guess. Um, I mean it's step 1. It it could be worse. It could be very much worse. <laughs> um and that's my that's all I'll say about dating and <sighs> <laughs> And I suppose to wrap things up, in a sense, that like rounds out part of why twenty twenty three sucked was my attempts at dating as well. So uh,
1: here's what we do: we both get stuck in a time loop and try to find somebody within that. Time loop. It would, and then by the time is, we're out of it,
0: it's, we're we in love.
1: Actually, we haven't lost any time, per se, Right. But we're fully in love, and other people think we're crazy.
0: Right. Indeed. Um, That's the plan. It, it's no stupider than any other dating plan <laughs> that I've up. ever heard or come up with. Um, so, uh, in terms of yawns and eye rolls, we'll begin with yawns as always. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 yawn is this kept me entertained uh, and 10 yawns is like this put me to sleep. What would you give it?
1: Hmm, I think I would say like two. I only stopped it once to check about a time code. That's great, and that's pretty good for me.
0: Yeah, it is. Um,
1: and I was, and it wasn't really because I was bored. I was just like genuinely curious how much time had passed. Sure. Um, so yeah, I was like pretty into it. So not that boring.
0: Yeah, I would say the same. Um, and even though. I guess I would do a two as well and maybe even a one because what's nice about a time loop in the context of a TV show rather than a movie is there's not really enough time for me to get bored with the concept, yeah. right? Like one of the, like when I was thinking back to some of the other time loop stuff that we've done more recently, and like I, I guess especially that one called Meet Cute,
1: um, oh, I forgot about that
0: one. Where I do think sometimes the time loop-ness of it all can allow for, like, kind of a second act slump. Wow. Where I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm getting bored of watching this stuff happen yeah. over and over again. Like, yeah. Um, and so this one did well in that sense. Like, I didn't yep. really feel like, oh, God, this again, like. Blah, blah, blah. So pretty well executed. In terms of eye rolls, one eye roll is, I, I get this world. Um, and 10 eye rolls is like, I do not get a single thing about this world. What would you give it?
1: Well, like, here's the thing that's weird about this for me is like, it's one of those ones where like, I buy it. But I don't know that I really get it. Mm -hmm. Um, The time loop of it, I'm, like, okay with. Actually, Doctor Who as a whole, I still don't feel like I get. Even though I know you've explained it to me many times. (laughs) (laughs) I still feel like I don't understand what the whole deal is with the Doctor and the TARDIS and the whole. Like, I don't get it. Um, So, overall, even though, like episode to episode it doesn't really matter like I understood everything that was happening in this world and that I needed for this episode right um so that's a tough one for me I would say because of that maybe I'll just say like five
0: okay like just right down the middle neutral
1: about it (laughs) yeah
0: sure um yeah I'm just having like a quick look It does seem, so I, like, in terms of what you were saying before about, like, kind of what is this show, and, like, what is it (laughs) like, and, like, whatever, um, like, I think it also seems to sort of depend, um, on the people who are involved in running it, how they want to approach it. Because, like, I'm looking Mm -hmm. right now, and, like, most of what is happening, in the Jodie Whittaker seasons seems to be fairly um, serialized and particularly um, the season that this episode appears as a part of Mm -hmm. has like the first half is all meant to be like one story that fits together Um, in the, in other versions with different doctors and different creators involved at various points. I would say it sometimes lends itself more to being episodic um, with, like, nods to kind of ongoing story arcs. Um, But it does seem to sort of go back and forth between those things. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, for me personally, in terms of this specific episode, I would say that this is one of the... Episodes that I probably get the most like, doesn't seem okay as nuts as some of the others, but there are, but there were still things about the time loop, the time loop's nature that I didn't understand. Um, yeah. so I guess I'd give it like a three, um, okay. because overall, I mean, it's a standalone episode, it's a time loop thing. I'm like, okay, check, but. <laughs> Like I said, there were things about how the like there were things, especially when the doctor was like coming up with her plan, where I was like, I don't get why that's what this plan is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's fine, you know. (laughs) Whereas in the broader spectrum of the show, I think I would I would adjust that like number, but for this, I get it. Um, That's fair. Well, again. Happy 2024 from us at see you next week in space. We personally are hoping that 2024 brings both of us less troubles. Yes. let's say. Um, and I'll knock on wood and everything to protect that. That's that's not been ruined now. Um, but similarly, we wish that for you. We hope that your 2024 involves less troubles than 2023 and i am sarah and i'm here with amy and we will see you next week in space thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of see you next week in space. This is a production by Amy and Sarah Walsh with artwork provided by Riley Brown. If you'd like to learn more about our show, please check us out at see you next week in or follow us on Instagram at see you next week in space until the next one.